0: Daniels. He's going to keep. He's going to walk into the end zone. Here comes one to the cup. Woo! Left hand layup. Good. Kansas is the twenty twenty three WNIT champions.
1: This is the Jay Hawker podcast presented by the University of Kansas Health System.
2: Welcome in to the Jay Hawker podcast. I am Greg Gurley, along with Wayne Simeon. We're so excited to welcome a special guest rob thompson manager of the national league pennant winning philadelphia phillies obviously in the world series last year a kansas guy played baseball here in the early 80s he's back for a big event tonight that sold out with coach fitz and our whole new regime so welcome back to lawrence kansas
0: well thanks for having me i mean this is such a great place and i've never been in this part of the allen Fieldhouse. so this is uh Really, really something, really humbling to be in here, you
2: know? Well, and you've been around some of the most iconic New York Yankees, 28 years. Yeah. Very similar to Allen Fieldhouse, just Yankee Stadium is is it. And then give me a little uh, uh, old Yankee Stadium to new Yankee Stadium. How do they do?
0: Um, I love them both. I mean, two really fantastic buildings, but the, the old stadium had so much tradition and so much history to it. Um, and the, you know, it was built a little bit differently. Like it was, it was a little bit steeper and the fans were right on top. Yeah. You know, you coach third base there and you can feel the ground shake, you know, it's, uh, it was a great building and the new building's fantastic too. It's, uh, it's quite a facility.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for, for being here, Coach. When I got a chance to, to meet you, you were sitting next to Coach Dan Fitzgerald watching uh, men's basketball practice, and I, I made light of, hey, there are two hockey guys pretending yeah. to be uh, to be baseball players. Yep. Uh, hail from on, Ontario, Canada. Yep. Uh, Coach Fitz is from Minnesota, big-time yep. hockey country. What drew you to baseball?
0: Uh, I think just that I was – not that I was a great player, but I was a better baseball player than I was a hockey player, and, and – uh, both my brothers played baseball, and both very successful. My, my oldest brother um, signed with the Montreal Expos. That's how old he is. Mm. And my youngest brother played junior college, the same junior college I went to before I, I came to Kansas. So baseball was in our blood. Uh, I just was a little bit better at it. And, um, you know, got a scholarship at a junior college, came here to Kansas where I – Uh, Had some great coaching and and great people to be around, and and I just got a lot better and had the opportunity to sign a professional contract, and and that's really where it all started.
2: Let's go back to to your junior college days and how you ended up in Lawrence, Kansas.
0: Yeah, so I I went to uh, St. Clair Community College uh, in Port Huron, Michigan, which is right across the border from where I grew up. And I played for a guy by the name of Dick Roach, who's one of the best college baseball coaches ever. And to this day, um, we stay in touch, and he's a mentor. He's retired now. He's actually the guy that signed Derek Jeter as a New York Yankee. Um, But I played there one year, and I say I played, but I didn't really play. I sat on the bench. I was like the third-string catcher. But uh, Dick would make me stand next to him during the games and teach me about calling a game and and all kinds of different strategic things. And I learned so much, even though I didn't play. After that year, they – they dropped the program. There's a tax cut in that county. And um, they dropped the baseball program. They dropped the women's softball program. And I didn't have a place to go. So I went and played summer baseball up in Canada. And I ended up playing with two guys that played at Kansas Dennis Copeland and Bill Yelton. They called Marty Patton um, back here at Kansas. And they needed a catcher. And he offered me a scholarship. and, and I, I was here for three years and I. I'm Did, you happy Did you even visit? Did you even visit? or you got the call. Never visited. Sight unseen. Sight I mean. unseen. I'm mean.
1: Was it because? What 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 gave you the courage to do that? Was it the opportunity? Was it the reputation of Kansas? Was it the relationship that you had with those guys that, yeah. that kind of drew you there?
0: Yeah, I think it was the relationship more than anything because they they just spoke so highly of the school and and the Big Eight at that time and all the all the teams that were in I was just so excited to come just the way they were talking about the about the school and and and, and all the people here. And so I was like, yeah, I'm in. And so as soon as, as Coach Patton offered me a scholarship, I agreed and we we're we we're gone.
2: So your time at Kansas 83 to 86 ish, a year with if we make it about basketball, talk about some of your memories before we get to your baseball career about being an Allen Fieldhouse, we were just out there with coach self during practice and, and, you know, kind of talk about your experiences here and then, you know, your kind of bird's eye view of Kansas basketball and what you see out of Bill self and how it relates to what you do at the major league level.
0: Um, I have always been, in, even when I was playing, I was interested in practices and how they were run and the organization of practices and things like that. I can't tell you how many hours I sat up there in those stands and watched Ted Owens run a practice oh, and Larry great. Brown watch practice. And I'd just sit there and watch and watch all these drills and how these guys were moving around and how, how disciplined they were in, in their work. And um, it really, I didn't, I probably innately knew that I was going to coach it someday. But I didn't know it, know it, yeah. and it helped me so much. That's awesome. And so,
2: your baseball career—talk about some of the teams you were on and some of the relationships you made. I'm still—I'm friends with a lot of guys that you're. I've heard about you forever. Just met today, but uh, they talk so highly of you and how you know, the John Heaney's and Danny yeah. Christie's of the world that were that your buddies in college that have been lifelong buddies. And, lifelong. And that's the same way with, with my era basketball players, with Wayne's era. It's guys that no matter where you're at in life, you can always count on those guys. So kind of talk about your relationships with teammates and how it's grown throughout the years.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, the one thing about coming here, being from Canada, it was really the first time I'd ever been away from home and a f- long way from home, like I couldn't go home for the weekend or anything like that. My teammates were so good to me, and their families were so good to me. So for Thanksgiving, I'd go to somebody's house for Thanksgiving because I couldn't go back home. Right. And uh, they just helped me out so much. And so even to this day, we are lifelong friends. We we have a, a yearly uh, golf trip to Naples, Florida with guys like Danny Christie and John Heaney and Charlie Farha and Rob Peters and uh, I just and Joe Fister I, I just I just love these guys and, and and I I rely on them so much and I and I trust them so much I know that I can pick the phone up at any time and they're going to help me out.
2: How during the World Series run did they come to a lot of games?
0: None, none. No, they came to Texas. Uh, we played uh, down in Arlington. We had a two-game series in Texas and, and we lost both. So I banned them for the rest of the season. I see Jacob back, but uh, they'll be back next year. But uh, yeah, it was a great run.
1: Yeah, the superstitious baseball guy yeah, had, to, had to had had to that's keep it. him away. And yeah. you know, you mentioned uh, you played catcher, and that's one of the toughest, uh, grittiest, hard nosed positions in any sport. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, is the point guard on on the baseball diamond. Uh, what were some characteristics and qualities that you took from being a catcher that now make you a great manager
0: that's a great question and i'll hold you there i'm not i'm not going to call myself a great manager but i think i think just the fact that you have to to deal with people and different people in different ways and figure out a way to motivate them so as a catcher i was always trying to figure out okay how am i going to get this guy to execute his pitches better do i have to do i have to kick him in the rear or do i have to pat him on the rear you know um, and I think, I think just being able to see the game, uh, like I can see everything as a catcher. I see all the players on the field. Uh, I think that helps you as a manager. It helps you as far as strategic, in strategic ways as far as cuts and relays and bunt defenses and things like that. So there's so many things that uh, being a catcher has helped me out, you know,
2: personally, anyway. You know, we've seen an evolution in, in sports. Uh, it's not the same as when we grew up. So as far as managing, in 28 years of the Yankees and now on, how different is it now than it was in the 80s and 90s and 2000s uh, as far as management of egos? We talk about Bill Self and Lance Leipold and Fitz. You have to almost be a psychologist to a degree. To, to You always coach some guys different than others. I mean, how have you adapted over all those years and how big of a difference is it over all those years? It is a
0: big difference, and, and I think – in a lot of different ways, the game is different. You know, the, there's so much analytics in the game now that uh, we try to take this room full of information and, and pour it into a thimble so the guys can understand and not get confused. And
2: where are you at on that spectrum of an- analytics and just managing with your gut?
0: Um, I think I'm probably halfway, okay. and because uh, I think there is still you have to have a feel in the game. Uh, there are situations that come up that that no computer could ever right. tell you what to do. Right. You just have to go by experience and, and, and what you feel and what you see, use your senses. Um, the athletes of today are, are so much better than they were years ago. The training methods are so much better. You know, we used to go to spring training and, and that's where you got into shape. Now guys are ready to play games as soon as they walk on the field. Right. Um, just cause they, they've trained so well. So, but as far as managing egos, I, you know, I, I, I really haven't had a problem with anybody. I, I just treat people the way I want to be treated, or I, I think I should be treated. And just show them respect. And, and in the long run, you gain their trust, and, and
2: they'll give you the respect. What, uh, what do you look like next year? Obviously, defending the National League pennant. Yeah. Everybody coming back. We talked earlier, your entire coaching staff is coming back, which helps with continuity. Yeah. You, you know, your guys know what you want. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think uh, our front office, our, our team president is Dave Dombrowski, who's I think going to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame right. at some point, point. Um, and our general manager, Sam Fold, and we've got a great front office, and they've done an unbelievable job with, with getting players, and we've signed Trey Turner to play shortstop for us. who's a huge addition, yeah. high on-base guy. You know, hopefully hits in front of Harper and Schwarber and those guys, and he's on base for a ton of home runs. Um, and we added a starting pitcher Taiwan Walker from the Mets who I've loved for years Uh, we've added some bullpen pieces uh, Gregory Soto we got in a trade Um, you know it's just I I think if we stay healthy and we do what we're supposed to do we're gonna be we're gonna be right there we're gonna be good
1: I had this
2: patient his cancer treatment had him in the hospital for a while one day He was telling me about his grandson and how a big night was coming up for him. So we arranged to make it a big night for my patient, too. I sometimes wonder if I'm doing all I can. Then I help make a moment like this possible, and I know I am.
1: The Dan Fitzgerald era of Kansas baseball is getting ready to start. And if you can remember back to... Uh, those moments where you first were uh, a manager of the team as coach, is starting uh, his era here, what would be some things that you would say to him to encourage him or to help uh, the process along of, of transitioning Kansas baseball into, into what we know and hope it could be?
0: I think for me, um, the best thing that – the best information or suggestion that I ever got was just be yourself. Just be yourself. There's a reason why you're here. Be yourself. Um, you know, make sure that those guys are preparing and competing every day, and and create a culture where uh, everybody
2: el- everybody has everybody's back.
0: They're good teammates, um, good people, and they'll be fine.
2: Tomorrow you'll be at the game. Yep. When was the last time you were in Allen Fieldhouse? Mm, been a while now. Been a while. Yeah. What do you? What, what are some of your memories of Allen Fieldhouse? The Danny Manning era. Uh, the noise. The noise. Yeah. The crowd.
0: The fans. Um yeah the year that um, my last year here was Danny's first year and that was you know they had Ronnie Kellogg and Greg Dryling. they had a great team and then they, I think they won it uh, a few years later yeah. yeah but um, yeah it was just uh, the electricity in this building is really phenomenal and, and we, we saw the same thing in Philadelphia during our playoff run this year uh, it was it was incredible and I just, I just love being in this building. Just You walk in the building and, and you, know, you get juiced a little bit.
1: Do you still have a, a significant amount of pride uh, when you uh, follow Kansas baseball or Kansas basketball, Kansas football, and see some success generated from that? Even though you're miles away, uh, focusing on, on what's happening in your own organization, what does it mean to you even still today uh, to, to be a Jayhawk and to see them be successful? I am so proud to be a Jayhawk.
0: I really am. I mean, when the football team was five and zero, I think they were five and zero, yep. and game day was here. Yep. Yeah, like I couldn't wait to get up that morning yeah. and and watch game day and see see the campus and and hopefully see some of my friends. I didn't, but but that would have been nice. How many
2: times do you wear the Jayhawk in Philadelphia or wherever you go, and someone just says rock chalk?
0: All the time. All the time. All the time. Isn't that they're, cool? They're everywhere. they're everywhere. They're everywhere.
2: They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Well, you wear it proudly. We appreciate your time. Have fun tonight at this event. we got a sold-out event at uh, the Jay out Club tonight with Coach Fitz and a lot of our baseball supporters and the team, and And you're going to be great. We're so happy that you're back. Thanks for taking the time. Good luck defending the National
1: League pennant. And yeah, we have that same type of pride for you when we see you <laughs> oh, we, yeah. represent well and <laughs> well, I appreciate winning that. pennants and hopefully go a little bit further next year and bring, bring home the, the crown.
0: I'll try and make Kansas proud
1: rock
2: chalk appreciate your time yeah, thanks, thanks, for thanks for having
1: goes. me man. yeah thank you